Shalom, everyone. Baruch Hashem, we are here again, learning from um, the Holy Jewish scripts, today from ancient scripts. It's called Midrash Otiyot de Rabbi Akiva. I read from it a few times in the past. The Midrash, it's a gathering of deeper explanations to verses to certain historical situations that we are aware of, but with deep spiritual meaning and wider range of knowledge than um, the, the limited pages of the, of the Bible or the prophecies are holding. So we take one verse, I'm going to bring hundreds and hundreds of stories and tales to explain and to shade great light on that verse, to open our mind to the great amount of light that is being channeled through that verse into our lives. How much that verse represents and reveals and opening our eyes in a humble way to understand how far we are from um, comprehending the real deep truth of the verses. The Midrashim are ancient and were written and established around 2,000 years ago. Rabbi Akiva, that was a great sage, one of the most important scholars, all the Torah passed on through him to the next generations. And uh, Rabbi Akiva started to learn Torah when he was 40 years old. While he was 40 years old, um, he grew up in a secular family. And he decided on his 40s um, to start learning Torah. And um, 40 years old, started to struggle with learning the Hebrew letters. And he didn't know how to read Hebrew. He didn't know the Aleph Bet. And uh, his wife, Rachel, she told him, you need to go to school. And the only school was for six years old, for three years old kids. And he went and sat with them. And he started to learn Aleph, Bet, Gimel, the Hebrew letters. And it was very humiliating for a 40 years old person to sit and learn with tiny kids. And they were mocking him and people were laughing at him on his way to school and on his way back. And his wife was supporting him in very inspiring ways, a story for a different time. Because if we're going to get into this um, amazing relationship, we will not be able to read one word from the book, from all the stories and inspirational talks about that. But um, in the end of the day, the same Rabbi Akiva that didn't know how to read Hebrew and was struggling with learning the Aleph Bet, he was the one that wrote that most amazing book that is called Midrash Otiyot de Rabbi Akiva. The biggest, most... Um, in depth and quality and quantity of information about the holy letters, Midrash, that we have. We don't have a deeper, greater 
stronger, more meaningful source for knowledge about the letters than that Midrash that was composed and written by Rabbi Akiva himself. The one who got that wisdom out of that humble process, process in his 40s. So from that, we should all learn how important it is for us not to be discouraged by our challenges, just to take them as a, a motive, as a stronger, more powerful reason for ourselves to dedicate our lives to the truth and to go on that path. Um, yesterday night, I saw that a student of mine named Elizabeth posted a video of mine on one of her channels. And I saw that that video got close to 500 views. And I said to myself, look what a person is able to do in his, in his time, in his life. She's catching the information. She's listening to it. It's touching her heart. It's inspiring her. And she cannot sit on it and enjoy it and think to herself, oh, I'm so lucky. She has that urge to go and spread that light, that wisdom to other people. And when you upload a video to any of those social media outlets, you can never know if it will catch it, if it will not catch, if people will like it, if people won't, if, if the algorithm will allow that video to, to, to spread and to go around and to touch people's life, you can never know. But she tried, she gave her effort to do that thing and souls will always forever and ever will keep enjoying that channel and that source that she established, that channel that she put. And for thousands of years, it's gonna stand like that. It's just always gonna be there. It's eternal. And this is the beauty of social media. And this is the beauty of the effort of a person that is going to those most wonderful directions of sharing and giving from what he receives from the maker of the world. May Hashem guide us all in the path of truth. So we're going to read a little bit from the 22nd um, chapter in the Midrash Otiyot of Rabbi Akiva. All this book is super interesting. All this book is full of information. And we're just going to read some. Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. Gan Eden is not heaven, is the Garden of Eden. In English, you have two concepts, two words to one concept. The, excuse me. In Hebrew, you have one word to both concepts. You're going to say Gan Eden for the Garden of Eden, the ancient one, and also to heaven. There is the concept of world to come, Olam Haba that we're using as well, that refers to the, wor the future world to come, means after the person died, he will enjoy reward in heaven. We're calling it the world to come. But the Garden of Eden is being used for those two concepts. It's the ancient garden that Adam and Eve walked in and went out from, so to speak, and the future to come. Here, Gan Eden, we're talking about the Garden of Eden, that beautiful world, atopic world. Atida Kadosh Baruch Hu, so in the future, the maker of the universe, 
שהוא קורא אותה ציון, he will call the garden of Eden ציון, the name of the garden of Eden will be Zion. That's going to be the name of the garden of Eden. So now there are no questions anymore where its location is, right? If it's going to be called Zion, it's not going to be in Jamaica. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Some of us will doubt. Why the maker of the universe will call the Garden of Eden, Zion? Because of its love. Because that he has a tremendous love to Zion, so the Garden of Eden will be called Zion. Hashem loves the gates of Zion. Hashem loves the gates of Zion. We should all understand that. The importance of the city of Jerusalem, the ones with the houses, with the gardens, with the amazing squares, with the amazing streets, with the highways, with the, with the sidewalks, with the, with the signs, with the stores, with the elevators, with the buildings. Jerusalem is a town, is a city. It's the city of Zion, Ir Zion. And Hashem loves its gates. Vegomer. Vetzion. And the city of Zion, Zion itself. Atida Kadosh Baruchu, in the future, the maker of the world, will, la'asota, gan Eden. Gonna make it the Garden of Eden. So you see that the Garden of Eden will be called Zion, and Zion will become the Garden of Eden. And the maker of the world will call it Garden of Eden, Gan Eden. Eden, in English, what does it mean? Nothing. In Hebrew, what does it mean? Pleasure. Eden is coming from the word Idun, to be pleasured. It's the garden of pleasure. It's the garden of satisfaction. This is why it's so important and so precious and so necessary, like required to understand the holy language. Because without it, Garden of Eden is a name. Garden of Eden. What's Eden? Nothing. No, it's not. It's a way of saying, a wrong way of saying Eden. When the word Eden means pleasure. So the garden of pleasure means the source of pleasure, where the fruits has sweet taste that no one can imagine, where the flowers has smells that no one can even dream of in our dark days, and on and on and on. And where we're learning it from, the verse is saying, that when Hashem will receive His complete comfort, He will comfort Zion, when Hashem will come to the place of, of, of rest after the final war, after bringing the complete redemption to the whole wide world, then He will comfort Zion. So we see that Zion, the city itself, will be comforted. So it will be pleasured, will be pleasured in the level of the Garden of Eden. So it's the highest level of pleasure that that someone can enjoy from. Vetzadikim, and the righteous people, Hanish'arim Betzion, that will stay in Zion, in that city of Zion, in Yerushalayim. 
והחסידים הנותרים בירושלים, and the חסידים that will stay in ירושלים, the ones who are living in ירושלים, we're talking about them, the righteous ones, the pure ones, the ones who their lives are dedicated to עבודת השם, to serve the maker, what's going to be with them? עתיד הקדוש ברוך הוא להושיבו, the creator, the maker of the universe, will in the future, gonna sit them, כל אחד ואחד על כיסא, each and every one of them on a throne. Each will receive a throne by the maker and will be set upon that throne. שנאמר, כן יאבדו כל אויביך השם. When all your enemies will be gone, they will receive that honor. They will receive that throne. והעמיד עליהן לפני כל אחד ואחד, and in front of each and every one of those righteous ones who will stay in Zion, Hashem will establish in front of them three, שלוש כיתות מלאכי השרת, three groups of the servants, the angels who are serving Hashem, שהן קוראים קדוש לפני אחד ואחד, and they will say קדוש in front each and every one of those ones. They, those groups of angels, they will stand in front of each and every one of those righteous ones, and they will call him Kadosh. That righteous person, that good in his heart person, will be set on a throne. And in front of him, there are going to be three groups in front of each one. Three groups of angels that their life purpose is to serve. And they will stand and declare on that person that he is holy. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Holy, holy, holy. They will say about him. Like that they are saying today in the highest heaven in the sky, in front of Hashem, שנאמר והיה נשאר בציון, והנותר בירושלים, Kadosh יאמר לו. Like that today the angels are praising only Hashem and no one but Him. In the future to come, they will praise the ones who survived and stayed in Zion, in Yerushalayim, and they will them Kadosh. Like that the verse in Ishayahu is saying that the ones who will stay in Zion and will remain in Yerushalayim, Kadosh will be called. They will be called holy. כל הכתוב לחיים בירושלים. And it's talking about all those ones who are written in the book of life in Yerushalayim. It means that they're going to be a big clarification, a big sifting and cleansing and cleaning process. Who will stay in Yerushalayim and who will not? There is a voice of angels that is being heard every night. And that voice is declaring who will be the ones who will have the merit to sleep tonight in Yerushalayim and who shall not. And if the voice is not calling your name, even if you are now in Yerushalayim and you have plans to stay and to sleep there, someone going to call you and going to ask you out and you're going to find your way on the highways towards Tel Aviv, towards Haifa, hopefully not towards JFK. But if from heaven they will allow you to stay in Yerushalayim, 
you'll have the merit to stay there and you shall be called Kadosh. It's teaching us, Melamed, Shekol Tzadik Vetzadik, that each and every righteous person, Atid HaKadosh Baruch in the future the Maker will, Shechtov Shemola Chayot Chaim Tovim, that the maker of the universe will write his name for him to be revived, for him to live good life for many, many years of the days of Mashiach. The true righteous ones will be written in the book of life and will live life of prosperity for many, many years in the days of Mashiach. To see, lirot, simcha v'sason, joy and happiness, in the salvation and happiness of Zion, the city of Zion, and in the joy of Jerusalem, of Yerushalayim. You should be happy, you will be happy in the joy and happiness of Yerushalayim. And the Messiah, the son of King David, Melech Israel, the king of Israel, Atid Leishev Bishiva Shel Mala Bashchina. In the future to come, he will sit in the great gathering of the upper worlds in the Shchina, inside the presence of Hashem. Vehayu Korinoto Hashem Al Shem Rabo. And the people who will call him will call him Hashem after his so-called rabbi. Because that his rabbi is Hashem, they will call him Hashem. For an example, today you're going to see Chassidei Chabad. You're going to say, oh, that's Chabadnik. He's being named after his rabbi. You're going to see that person, you're going to say, oh, he is Breslever. He's a Breslev. He's being called Breslev after his rabbi, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. So Mashiach Tzidkenu, he's going to have one rabbi. His rabbi will be Hashem Itbarach. So when he will be called, they will call him Hashem, after his rabbi. In the same way that you call HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the maker of the universe. And the verse in Jeremiah is the evidence for that. Everything is established on verses. Nothing here was made up by someone. Everything is only the simple, most straight way of interpreting the holy and deep, most meaningful, glorified verses. And the verse in Jeremiah is saying, and that's his name, talking about the Mashiach, and he will be called, Hashem is our righteous. A verse that if you're going to read it, you're going to think, God forbid, there's a mistake. What do you mean? You're talking about him, and now you're saying that they're going to call him in his name? Like, okay, Hillary, and she will be called Clara. Okay, no, what, what do you mean? Like, it's like two different people. No, two different beings. No, no, no. Now, with this Midrash, we are explaining the verse is never wrong. Our minds are bent and twisted that when we are not able to figure out something, immediately we're judging that thing as broken and bent, as if a verse can be crooked after it came out from the mouth of Hashem or from the mouth of the righteous ones who delivered that great prophecy to us. God forbid even to question the verses in any way. And if you don't understand, 
where the problem is. I don't what's the problem that you're going to be wrong? Is, is it a new thing that you never experienced before? You never make mistakes. You know everything on the right order, like everything is perfect. But no, it's obvious that you're going to be wrong. You're making a million mistakes a day. So here you had another one. You misinterpret the verse. What's the problem? It's not a big news. It's a simple, most obvious thing in the world. So here the verse does not make sense to people in our level. Which level? Under the sewer level. But the holy righteous ones, Rabbi Akiva, is able to break it down and to explain. The verse is talking about Mashiach. And Mashiach will be called after his main teacher, that is Hashem. And the verse in Jeremiah, Jeremiah, the prophet, revealed that knowledge to us, that in that day to come, when Mashiach will reveal his greatness and most enormous grace and power, he will be called after his rabbi, after Hashem is Barach. And he will not be the only one. Six were called after the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Avraham, Moshe, and Yisrael, and the righteous people, and Jerusalem, and the Mashiach. And we're going to just read out that list of those six that were called in the name of Hashem. They were all called after Mashiach, Avraham and Moshe, and the people of Israel, and the righteous ones, and Jerusalem, and the Messiah, the Mashiach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called Tzur. One of the names of Hashem is Tzur, and on Avraham Avinu, it's called, and Avraham Avinu is called Tzur. I'm skipping the verses. And Avraham is called Tzur. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being called good in a verse, and Moshe is being called Good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being called Elohim, and the people of Israel are being called Elohim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being called Kadosh, holy, and the righteous people are being called Kadosh, holy. Yerushalayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called a throne. One of the names of Hashem is a throne. And Jerusalem is called a throne as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being called Hashem, and Mashiach will be called Hashem, like we said. And that is the name that he shall be called. And Mashiach, Ben David, the son of King David, in the future will sit in that great gathering and all human beings of the world will come and sit in front of him to hear Torah and mitzvot and wisdom that are deeper than we can imagine. And that he is the only one who understands and teach them to the people of Israel. Like the verse is saying, more to learn, the maker of the universe, help us and assist us to expose and reveal more of that great bounty, that great spiritual knowledge. And may it be fruitful in your hearts to shine, to purify you all, and to allow you access into your inner chambers to find the maker of the universe within.
and for the benefit and greatness of all your beloved ones to enjoy the light of your great spiritual development for their success and for the success of all their loved ones in this world. That the circles will expand and open widely till the whole wide world will shine from Hashem's light. Amen. Thank you so much. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.